We'll be reading tonight from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we'll begin in verse 17. It's a familiar passage of scripture, and we visit this quite often as we have the Lord's Supper. And it's important for us as we have the Lord's Supper to know what we're doing and why we do this. And therefore, instead of just tacking it on at the end of a service, uh, like an afterthought, this is the service. But, but what are we here for? And why did Jesus ask us to do this? What do we hope to accomplish from time to time when we meet together and observe the ordinance of the Lord's Supper? That is covered with Paul's instructions to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in verse 17. Would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Now in giving these instructions, I do not praise you since you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. First of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. For there must also be factions among you, that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper, for in eating, one takes his own supper ahead of others. One is hungry and another is drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I do not praise you. For I receive from the Lord that which I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink, eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of the cup. Let's pray together, please. Father, thank you for your word, and we thank you for the ordinances. These ordinances that remind us in a visual way of exactly what was done for us. We thank you for the gospel message. We thank you it comes to life as we partake of the bread and the cup. And as a church, we ask that you would cause us to focus on these things and accomplish the purposes that you have in mind as we come together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Quite often, as we looked at this passage of scripture and as we look at the Lord's Supper, I always had a sermon where we had three looks and three directions of focus. Well, actually, as I looked at this passage of Scripture, there's a fourth one. And we want to go through all four of these. These are the things that should be accomplished, especially as we have the Lord's Supper together. But also, uh, these should be accomplished every time 
we get together. And so let's look at the focus concerning the Lord's Supper. Uh, first of all, there's an outward look, and there's the one that we shall add. There's the outward look. The whole reason that Paul addressed the church concerning the Lord's Supper is because this church had lost their love and consideration for each other. When he said, when you come together, this is not the eat the Lord's Supper, what he was talking about is the practice that they had. They came together kind of like a deviant pers uh, version of a, of a potluck. What they would do is they would come together to eat together as the church, but everybody would bring their own food. Instead of putting it all out like we do, this family would be over here with this food, and this family would be over there with their food. And the problem was some of the families were so poor they had no food. So you had this family over here with a lot of lavish food, and some of them even brought enough drinks they were getting drunk. And so here we have these people were pretty much partying it up at the church, calling it church and calling it the Lord's Supper. And then these people over here who had nothing were eating nothing. It was a total embarrassment. It was a total shame for them. And so you had people, because of the practice of fellow church members, who were feeling very small and very insignificant. And the Apostle Paul said, this should not be. Because the things we do as a body should be to bring us together and to build us up. We call this the Lord's Supper, but you know what else we call it? Communion, right? And this means communion with God, but also communion with each other. And the Lord's Supper is all about commemorating the body of the Lord that was broken for us. But also, let's look at that other aspect of the body of the Lord the church. In verse 17 of this same chapter, he says, for though we being many are one bread and one body, for we all partake of that one bread. Now we look back at the bread that which is Jesus Christ, the body of the Lord, but also we acknowledge the fact that the apostle Paul says we are one bread because we are one body and we are the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. The very next chapter, as he talks about considering the body, if you look at chapter 12, verse 25, that there be no schism or division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. For if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. You are the body of Christ and members individually. Did you catch that? You are the body of Christ. And in the verse before this uh, discussion on the Lord's Supper, he compares us to bread. So this is, of course, an outward look. When I say outward, we look outward of our own self and we look outward at those who are with us and we realize communion whether it be Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, but especially the Lord's Supper should celebrate the fact we are the body and we are one body. And Paul was addressing them on how to partake of the Lord's Supper so as we come together, it would be something that draws us close together, it edifies and builds up, and, there, and nobody 
Nobody with anything that we do is made to hurt or feel less of a person because of what we do here at the church. There's enough of that out there, isn't there? There's enough of that out there. As we come, we should come together as one family, one body. So it's an outward look where we're aware of, of each other and we're aware of the body of Christ. But then it's a backward look. Jesus said it this way, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. And so he says, I want you to remember something. I want you to remember the body that was broken for you. In the same manner, he took the cup. This is the New Testament or the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance. Now, the word remember means that we're looking backward. We're looking backward at something that has happened. And then the Apostle Paul said it this way, as often as we eat the bread and drink the cup, we do commemorate or remember or proclaim the Lord's death. So we're taking a backward look. And why is that? We need to repeatedly look backward to Calvary lest we forget how precious the church is to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it is spoken of several times in the New Testament, the church which he have, has purchased, what? With his blood. So something that means that much to the Lord Jesus Christ should mean that much to the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we commemorate the Lord's Supper, we look backward at the blood that was shed and at the body that was broken. It's an upward look. You do commemorate the Lord's death till he come. Now, the reason we say an upward look instead of a forward look, we know that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is in the indefinite future. But we also know, according to the scriptures, and according to especially the angel on the day of ascension, from which direction will he come? They were looking up. And he said, the Lord will come in the same manner as you've seen him go. So therefore, it's an upward look. And why is this important? It's important because there's enough in this world to make us downcast. There's enough in this world to make us look down. And as we commemorate the Lord's Supper, we are remembering the promise that he's coming back. In other words, lift up your heads and look up. Because Jesus Christ is coming again. That infuses us with hope like nothing else. He's coming again, and it could be at any time. There's nothing to prevent him from coming at any time before this day or this week is over. So therefore, it's an upward look, and then it's an inward look. Let a man examine himself, so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Let a man examine himself. Let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Now, is this the only time we really need to examine ourselves? Absolutely not. How often should we examine ourselves? Well, I believe it should be a daily thing. Definitely should be a weekly thing. Or as we come into the house of the Lord and hear God's word, it should be a weekly thing. It should be more regular, but I would say at the bare minimum, definitely, one time it should very much happen is when we come together 
and partake of the Lord's Supper. Now, it's quite interesting that some people would say, well, I don't feel worthy to partake because it says that anybody that, that eats and drinks unworthily. But that word unworthily means in an unworthy manner. And what he was talking about is the way the church had perverted that. It doesn't mean that you have to make sure you're worthy of the blood and the body of Christ. Are any of us worthy of that? Absolutely not. None of us are worthy. But it talks about the way in which we do this and make sure as we do it, we examine ourselves. It is a good time to get things right with God. It is a good time to examine ourselves because as we stand before the crucified and risen Christ, uh, that is a very startling situation of self-inspection as we stand before him. We talk about the Lord's Supper. We talk about it being an outward look as we look at the body. And uh, so therefore we ask the question, well, what, in what manner do we partake of the Lord's Supper? Because we're talking about this is indeed for the church, the body of Christ. That leads us into, of course, what defines the body of Christ? Well, in researching scriptures and as much as we can determine, the only definition that's, that's hard and fast is this. The bare minimum should be that believers should be the ones who partake of the Lord's Supper, most definitely because it's a church ordinance. Definitely it should be baptized believers that partake of the Lord's Supper in that it's a church ordinance. And the church is composed of baptized believers. Then it gets to a gray area where there are no hard, fast, definitive rules. And it just depends on the local church. The bare minimum would be saved, baptized believers in a New Testament church of like faith and order. I would say all of us would say that is, that is the minimum. But then, of course, some churches, and our tr church has a tradition of being for members of this church, of this body. However, I'm glad that we've adopted the practice in that we leave it up to the individual to make that decision in that as the servers come around, if someone's not partaking of whatever reason, they just indicate to the server. We don't have people to stand. We don't want anybody to be embarrassed. And it could be that someone examines themselves and they do have some issues that maybe they need to clear up before they feel comfortable doing this. So the hard, fast rule is, is hard to pin down. I think that the bare minimum was, would be a saved, baptized believer in a church of like faith and order. And after that, we have to leave it to the individual for a decision. Our church traditionally has done it this way. I'm not sure if it's even in our record somewhere that we made that definite decision. Uh, but we do want to say this. It is definitely for the body of Christ. It is definitely for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's definitely so we can consider each other with love and compassion. We can consider what Jesus did with thanks and gratitude. And of course, we can look up with a steadfast hope that he's coming again. And then we look in ourselves and view of all of this and make sure we've got it right with God. And with that, that we will make preparation for the Lord's Supper. I'm going to ask if the gentleman would come that will be assisting Brother Jeremy and myself.